0: Today's episode of the Jazz and Then Some podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters of Delaware. Making a big difference, one child at a time.
1: Jazz, crank it up for me. Jazz. <laughs> it's
0: time for some dark and smooth jazz. It's really not that hard. It's J-H-A-S. Ah! So you voted for Trump? Oh, ah. and I like everything that's happening right now. I am shocked. And glad Obama is gone. Wow, and you're black? I'd rather bathe the cat than listen to jazz in her comments. So you're telling me that Tony Braxton messed up her entire brand on a guy whose mouth looks like it smells like wet nickels? what's up team welcome to season two of jazz and then some man it looks like i came back just in time because the world is in flames and yeah we need to talk about it there is a lot to cover but lest we get overwhelmed we ought to keep it light right wrong You know the way we always do it. It is time to get some things off of our chest in our beloved... One term for talking trash about someone is throwing this... What is shade? Shade, you got it. ...comment section. And today, y'all, we have a double whammy. That's right, Bill Cosby and Brett Kavanaugh, come on up here, boys. It is time to put them on the chopping block. Because they have certainly earned it. So without further ado, let's get to it.
1: My family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed by vicious and false additional accusations. The behavior of several of the Democratic members of this committee at my hearing a few weeks ago was an embarrassment, but at least it was just a good old-fashioned attempt at borking. Those efforts didn't work when I did at least okay enough at the hearings that it looked like I might actually get confirmed a new tactic was needed. When it was needed, this allegation was unleashed and publicly deployed over Dr. Ford's wishes. And then, and then, as no doubt was expected, if not planned, came a long series of false last-minute smears designed to scare me and drive me out of the process before any hearing occurred. Oh, brother, this guy stinks!
0: So first of all, I just need to say this. I knew this week was going to be high-key, top-tier, grade-A garbage when Dunkin' Donuts decided to change their name and just become Dunkin'. Like, the second they announced that, fixing something that wasn't broken, I said, you know what, oh, okay, I see what type of time this week is on. This week is going to be real on some other type stuff. I knew that. I knew that going out the gate. So honestly, I feel like I deserve a pat on the back just for knowing. Because Jazz be knowing. And sure enough, I wasn't wrong. This week did not disappoint. Well, let me rephrase that. It did disappoint. But not because it didn't live up to my expectations, which were that this week was going to be trash. Now, earlier in the week, Bill Cosby, the one we all once knew and loved. We don't know him anymore, nor do we love him. Um, He is hereby completely done for. We no longer respect that man. You can't possibly respect that man at all. It's it's completely over. And I'm saying that as a huge, huge Dr. Huxtable fan. I have said it a thousand times on my show. If you listen to Petch and Jazz on Eagle in the Morning, then you already know. I got all eight seasons of The Cosby Show on DVD. I'm also a huge fan of A Different World, Fat Albert, Little Bill, and a whole bunch of other things. I thought he was an excellent stand-up comedian, but can't get behind a rapist you just can't do it and apparently not too many people can so he got a three to ten year prison sentence was immediately led away in handcuffs and has now since been transferred to a maximum security prison which is kind of wild to me that uh of all people oj simpson decided to come to his defense i think i speak for everybody when i say hey oj shut the hell up okay just do that appreciate you man thanks Now, like so many other black Americans, I'm not going to lie, I had a really hard time with the whole Cosby situation. After all, initially, I mean, you got to understand where people are coming from on both sides. This is a sad story. This is a sad story on every front imaginable. For a lot of people, you know, Bill Cosby was the only father that a lot of people ever had. Now, whether you agree with that or not, that is the truth. He is the only father that a lot of people ever had. And like anybody else... It was hard to see your idol, somebody that you really respected and loved and felt like you grew up with and taught you the importance of black education, black family um, and so many other really valuable life lessons go down in such a such a I don't even know what to call it. But in this way, it was hard and um, it was very difficult to accept and to wrap your mind around. But you know what? Facts are facts. Truth is truth. And that man did what they said he did point blank period. I mean, there's no way around that. And when you do something like that, 60 women My guy, I don't care if you're 89, you gotta go. I don't care if you're 99 and a half. I don't care if you're almost shaking hands with Methuselah and Jesus, you got to do your time. Like seriously, it's wild to me that people still defend the idea of, oh, he's old or oh, this, I don't care. If I've been attacked or abused in any manner, I don't care how old you are, what you did lives for me every single day and you have got to pay for that, period, full stop. So, Yeah. Is he going to get jacked up in maximum security prison? Probably. Does he deserve it? Definitely. What do you want me to do about it? I understand, though, that people are having a hard time with that. And I think we can't get to the point where we don't even allow people to be honest about the way they feel. Now, right is right and wrong is wrong. So when you feel something, it doesn't always make it right. You got to acknowledge the fact that it doesn't always make it right. But look, I mean, Emmett Till's accuser is... Old as dirt, and I don't care. I still want her to pay for that. She lied. She caused a young, innocent black child to lose his life for some nonsense, and I still want her to pay for that. That's the way it goes. Actions, reactions, crimes, punishment. Hello. That's why I'm so confused about why people are acting like they can't see what is so obvious in the Brett Kavanaugh case. Briefly, here's what you need to know Judge Brett Kavanaugh is up to potentially be in the Supreme Court. Once you are in the Supreme Court, you can do nothing to get out of it unless you retire or unless you die. It's a lifelong position. It holds a lot of power. He happens to have very bad politics anyway, but even more than that, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford came forward saying that years ago when they were younger, high schoolers at a party, Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her. This is important particularly because Brett Kavanaugh has been painted as someone who is very for women's rights. He's for equality or he's for he he takes women's concerns very seriously. Obviously, that's not the case, because since then, three women have come forward saying that he also did something similar to them. Yesterday, both of these parties went before the Senate at the judicial hearing to defend their sides. Uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford presented a great case she told the story she was factual she had great recall in spite of that trauma that did happen years ago but when you are traumatized you tend to black out a lot of things and a lot of details she had great recall for somebody who's been through a trauma and most importantly she was clear judge kavanaugh however was emotional angry hostile over talking senator feinstein like come on dude really and you want us to believe that you weren't just a frat boy who got really upset and wanted to have his way and didn't understand the word no, stop it. In cases like this, you always have to look at who has more to lose. Is it somebody who's got a lifetime seat, clout, and bennies? Or is it somebody who's got literally next to nothing at this point? Because Dr. Christine Blasey Ford at this point has been slandered, dragged through the mud. She's had to move her family she's been uh, receiving death threats and it's been clear she made it very 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 clear so people who are saying that she wasn't clear or that she didn't even really remember anything are lying because if you watch the tape and you see what happens she's so clear about exactly all the ways that she felt intimidated and threatened by this man who tried to sexually assault her now that you've heard what I had to say about it here's what you guys had to say That's Mr. Neal says, Is it just me or does Brett Kavanaugh look like the overly creepy douche yuppie from every 80s movie ever? Like he could be played by a douchier James Spader? At Jeff Leach says, Why is it that Kavanaugh and everyone who supports him looks like they're auditioning for the role of sex tourist spotted leaving a Thai orphanage? At Jenny Wilson says, Even Microsoft Word thinks Kavanaugh is an error. Alex McCammon says, Kavanaugh has been accused of exposing himself to one woman and pinning another down while trying to disrobe her. Being a virgin wouldn't disprove either of those allegations. At Tony Posnansky says, Brett Kavanaugh saying he was a virgin in high school and college to defend allegations of sexual assault is like a man saying he has a bank account to defend himself from being accused of bank robbery. All I can say is this. I've pretty much given up on the idea that our government is ever going to do what's right. And having lived here as long as I have, being born and raised here, I am fully expecting Republicans to get their way. Because they want them in there. And so they're going to get them in there. But I have to say, I am so proud of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford for standing up. And I hate the idea that people say, well, why now? Why did it take her so long? Who cares when she decided to come forward that takes a lot of courage she had a lot to lose in going up and standing up for what was her right to be heard and to have justice and i'm gonna keep it real with you i might be quiet too for a while until i see that the person who attacked me is getting ready to get the biggest upgrade of his life i've seen plenty of men bust out in tears when they've been backed into a corner they know that they're caught and they know that they're busted and there's nothing they can do about it it's an excellent cop-out And it's not new. So I believe her. Hey team. Okay, so it's been a while you know I always like to come back with a heavy hitter that way you guys don't feel like I just was skimping on y'all but I have here with me somebody who I actually really respect a lot and I do mean a lot for so many reasons and when I explain to you all of the reasons actually I'm gonna let her explain all the reasons because she'll be able to tell you better than I can but you're gonna know exactly why I love this chick I'm welcoming Brenda Phillips to the show. She is an inspirational speaker, a poet, a world changer, but even more than that, the founder of We Care. Hey, Brenda, how you doing, girl?
2: Hey, girl. (laughs) I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm honored when I got the, you know, message, phone call that you, you know, you just wanted to even bring me on I was truly, truly
0: honored. So thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. No, the pleasure is mine. I want to, I want to let everybody know. So you have done so much for young black and brown girls, and not just black and brown girls, girls, period. And whenever somebody does something major, you always wonder where they started. The fact that you founded and like began We Care as an organization um, is one thing, because you always, I think with Instagram and the era of social media, people get to see the big picture they get to see when you've started like when you've begun something and it's huge and it's starting to take off but they don't see all the little underground work and how many years you put into it how much effort you put into it and sleepless nights and things like that and i wanted you on the show because if i could count on anybody to keep it real i knew you would
2: yeah definitely i'm i'm an open book i'm a very straightforward and honest person and i always tell people I'm the balance between wretchedness and righteousness You were you know like me or you don't but I'm always (laughs) going to be honest I'm always going to be myself Um, so definitely whatever you want to know I'm here to answer any questions anything you want to know I'm here to tell you
0: well the first question I have is in your own words what is the We Care organization what is it give me the exact like tell everyone exactly what it is and why you started it
2: okay well We Care is (sighs) We Care is everything to me, but the purpose and the mission of We Care is to provide educational and recreational activities for youth. And it started just like any business, anything that anybody is passionate about, it started as ideas. I had no clue that We Care would honestly take over my life and this is what I will be doing with my life. Mm. And um, my purpose of starting the organization was I didn't grow up with my mother or my father. They, um, I know who my parents are, but they were drug addicts. So I was bounced around a lot. And my thought behind it was, I love kids. And I know that in some shape or form, every child is hurting. No matter what their home situation is, every child goes through something. So if I could create or give a platform where you can come, be open, and talk about the things that they don't get to talk about in school. You know, like, they in school, they teach you math, and they teach you science, and they teach you these things. And they even have health class where you discuss sex or any of those type things. Right, right. But they don't teach you the importance of healing and forgiving and um, persevering through pain. Because to be a productive member in society, you have to heal and grow and forgive to actually be productive. And if you don't know how to deal or handle those things or know how to cope with those pains, you know, it could leave some real damage. And um, you could deal with a lot of different mental illness and you could deal with not knowing how to forgive yourself. You yeah, know, so yeah. it's, it's a lot that goes um into it so i created a program you know solely focused on giving youth a platform to help them heal to help them grow into becoming a better self and becoming a uh, an amazing productive member of society
0: Now, you mentioned, you know, if you don't deal with that kind of pain in the right way, it can leave some real damage that you can probably turn to anything, really, you know, drugs, sex, whatever. But it can basically encourage you to almost find other things that will help heal what it is that you're trying to heal. How did you because you said that you grew up with or you didn't grow up with your parents because they were addicted to drugs. So how did you avoid that pitfall of like, you know, creating real damage in your own life or better yet, did you? Like, did you have to learn the hard way? And that's how you were able to say, uh, I know how to help. Or did you say, I know how to help because I went through this and I don't want anyone else to go through it?
2: You know what? It was honestly a little bit of both. I'm not perfect. Uh, I had my own different struggles and battles. Um, Fortunately, it wasn't with drugs or anything. Um, I didn't, you know, have sex. Like, you know, I didn't to myself myself hours, right. you know, start having sex with anything and anybody to those type of voids. But I actually started writing at a really, really young age. Um, I probably started writing at like nine, ten, and I always wrote. I always wrote poetry. I always wrote um, short stories. I always journaled, and that was my coping mechanism. Wow! And not only that, as I became an adult, I continued to write. But not only that, I worked a lot. Got it. So everybody has their vice and you know everybody's like oh you're such a hard worker and, and that's a good thing but it can also be a bad thing because what was what, happening was I would work 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 mm-hmm. to avoid pain oh, to avoid okay. thinking about anything right you know to avoid not having to focus on something that I may have been through mm-hmm. so I would kind of it was like the sweep it under the rug message out it. of sight out of mind message and um so that was the good thing, though, but then it also turned sad because I also, um, I started to deal with, you know, uh, depression and other things, uh, honestly, as uh, Because suicide. they hadn't been addressed. Because, yeah, so when, when things kind of hit the fan or I, I wasn't able to work the way I was, you know, all of these things that I had swept under the rug resurfaced, and when it hit me, it hit me hard. Wow. So... It was, like a, it was a double-edged sword, but um, to just, uh, you know, go back a little bit, writing and, yeah, definitely seeing the things and the choices that my parents had made, they were a, an example of everything that I did not want to be. And um, I actually have a line in a poem I wrote that says that, you know, they were an example of everything that I didn't want to be, so I have no excuse. You know, like, they showed me what I didn't want to do. So I had to make better choices for
0: myself. Wow, I love that. Um, what was the moment that you created We Care? Like, take me back to, like, the moment that you were like, this is a thing. Like, it's a thing now. You know what I mean? Where You, you know how sometimes you right. have to, it's just an idea. And people kind of get an idea, and then it kind of goes away, or it dissipates, or what have you. But this is a real thing. I know because I actually spoke at one of your events to some of the girls there, and mm-hmm. I was so honored to be able to do that. So... When did you know that this was a thing? You were going to bring other people on board and you were going to even get other parents on board with giving their children to you and trusting their children with you, you know?
2: Um, so I'll answer that in two parts. But so when I, when I originally founded that we cared, like I said, I didn't, I, I knew it was something that I didn't know. I was a med- I was in a medical field. I was a medical biller and builder, And I was just so over what I was doing, I was great at it, but I was bored but I felt like I had no purpose you know I felt like I had no purpose and um, you know I believe in God I don't know what others believe in I want to offend anybody, but I believe in God and it was something that came to me and it was just like what it is what is, what is it that you love? What is it that um, you want to do? Mm. and the name we carry just came to me and it came to me literally sitting at my desk at my nine to five at the time on the computer. and I just prayed on it and I prayed on it and I prayed on it and I didn't even know what it meant and it became a thing for me like a real thing like as in this is what I'm going to do with my life Mm -hmm. when something call it the Holy Spirit call it what you want there was like a little voice that came to me and it was like you are going to be able to do what you love and you are going to be able to impact inspire and influence and you are going to be able to make a living off of it. Wow. Meaning this isn't a free service. It's not like a hobby. Yes. A lot of people think of nonprofit, like, oh, nonprofit, they don't make money. That's absolutely false. Right. That's absolutely false. If you go about things the right way, and which I am still learning, I'm still learning, I'm still growing. This has been, oh, my goodness, one of my biggest challenges ever, but I've never been committed to something the way I'm committed to this. That's awesome. And um. So, yes, that that moment came when, honestly, I was running I was running the program that I was running for four years and I was learning the logistics, like the business behind things, Got because it. I wasn't always business minded. I just had this passion, but you didn't I have the business. Yeah.
0: A lot of times people right. don't know that. But that's like the biggest part, just like they call it show business. Anything you do, there's a business aspect to it unless you want to go broke or blow it within the first like year.
2: Right, and it is—it's crazy. Is because I just was so ignorant to everything. I got taken advantage of, and you know, money stolen from the organization. It just was so many things wow. that I had to go through to actually learn. So, in the process of um, running the running my program, so so many different components to the nonprofit, but running my program um, for four years and just seeing how people were using me, and just started to. Um, started to actually do my own research okay. and once one day I started to write proposals and I started to see how and I, I started to speak in schools like people will request me can you come speak at my school can wow. you come do this for my school and I will be like wait a minute I know it just panned out it just paid, panned out yeah like I know there's people that get paid like thousands of dollars just to come to a school you know yeah so it was like well how do I become one of those people and um, it happened, like, probably with the 2018, yes. probably like the beginning of 2017, I was like, that's when everything was coming to me, like, you're going to get paid to do what you love, and you're going to impact, and you're going to influence, and you're going to inspire. That is so. awesome.
0: Now, how has your family received that? Because I know you said your family, sometimes I think people can get a little bit hurt when they find out, like, oh, wow, it was my mistakes that were the catalyst for this change. You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, they get a little salty. and. There's nothing you can really do about that because that is the way it is. But I know you said that you do know who your parents are. Do they are they aware at all of the the things that you've done in spite of them? Um
2: absolutely. Absolutely. So forgiveness is one of my biggest messages and um I have forgiven my parents for all the things that you know I've been through with um related to them. Okay. Um, I've had personal conversations with them, Mm -hmm. letting them know that uh, a lot of the things that I speak about are from my childhood and that this is my truth. Got it. And they they understand that this is my truth and they understand that, you know, my truth is a part, you know, a part of Of them and a part of the things that, yes, a part of them and me and the things that they have done. This is my truth. This is I'm going to speak my truth. Regardless of how you feel regardless of what you may want me to talk about, what you may not want me to talk about. I also understand that in my family, I'm a very open person. Mm-hmm. I'm open about speaking about the things that I've been through because it has been my health. Oh. It has been my healing. It has been a part of my growth. Being able to speak about it and inspire someone else that is going through a similar situation, that brings me so much joy. I would
0: imagine. See, our
2: stories. our stories have power, but if you don't tell that story and you live in pain and silence, what are you doing? Right. You're not doing anything but destroying yourself inside. So my uh, my family, actually now, they are very supportive in uh, all the things that I do. In the beginning, when I first started my organization, I didn't have much backing from my family at all. But that's just like a lot of businesses and organizations. Sometimes people have to actually see what you're doing first, and then they want to be like, oh, right. you know. <laughs> right. I tell people now... <laughs> The way God's been blessing me. Don't be one of those people. Right. That, oh, I knew her. I knew her, or oh, I used to know her. Don't pe- don't be that. Don't person. do that. Be that person. <laughs> like, like, be that person. like, oh, I know her. I right. supported her in her efforts. Be that person. Right. Because right. without you, this is going places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I believe
0: that too. I really do, actually. Um, speaking at your event for We Care was the very first time that I ever spoke publicly about my issues with mental health and bipolar disorder. And in the black community in particular, that's not really that accepted, especially in the black church community. And I'm a part of both. So growing up as a, um, a black Christian, that wasn't always very, the conversation was not open. It was more like you could pray it away or what have you. And I. that's not to disregard You know, um, the fact that I'm still a devout believer, so I'm still, you know, a devout Christian, but I just believe that mental health needs to be talked about. And I do believe in medication. I do believe in therapy. I do believe in those things. So I had never really spoken about it before before you you asked me to come and speak about it. It was my first time. And honestly, it awakened uh, something in me that wanted to do that more because I felt like in being honest, there's so much therapy in just being honest it made me like chase other opportunities to be honest. And I just spoke at my first event that was like really public where I went to, uh, this is my brave in Philadelphia and I was featured in the Philadelphia and not yeah, Philadelphia Inquirer. Sorry. I had to think about it, but, um, yeah, and I was featured in there and everything. And it was, I was so proud of that moment because it was a moment of honesty, but it started with a moment that I had with you and your organization. So I'm curious, have you ever had somebody come back to you and say, yo, you changed my life, Miss Brenda, because I know that you have a lot of kids that are under you and they're like, Miss Brenda, you changed my life. You've done this for me. Or have you had that moment where you've been like, this is what I do it for.
2: I have those moments a lot, but before I get into one of those moments, one, I want to thank you for coming to speak to um, my youth, because what you don't know is, and what a lot of people don't understand, like, though I'm an inspirational speaker, I could go and talk to 800 kids, right? But or I have, I have this youth group for four years. I have this, you know, program for kids for four years. And these kids have been, in a, pro, been a part of the program for four years. Right. Yes, they love me. Yes, they may be able to talk to me about some things. But I can't relate to each and every one of them right. the way I may need to. So what you don't know is that when you came and when you spoke, you had allow them to be more free and to speak about things. I may have even touched this subject multiple times with them, wow. but sometimes it takes someone else coming in to say something. You need to hear it sometimes from someone else. And I hear that same voice. So when you came to be that voice, it allowed a couple of them to come back around to me and be more open about deeper issues that they were. Wow. So, thank you for saying that. Yes. Yeah, so I really, I really, really want to thank you, you know, Thank you so much just for being that person. And I'm happy that I was able to give you that platform. You Thank know, you. like. Yes,
0: you have no idea. I think it's so cool what happens when you allow people to help one another, when you allow people to talk and be honest and create a safe space, which is why I'm so proud of you, because that's what you've done, whether you ever realize that or not, how big of an impact. And you have to think about it too. It's like the things that you've done for these kids don't just stay with these kids. They're going to affect their own children and they're going to affect their children and their children and their children. And it's all going to have started with you.
2: And I thank you for that. Like, I really thank you for saying that to me, because um, one, I just want to say that, you know, there there is power in standing in your truth. And it's not easy. Right. You know, uh, I would tell people all the time when I first started speaking and performing about the things that I've been through, I used to cry to even get through it. But I would do it in front of hundreds of people. Tears, snot, everything. But every time you speak about it or you talk about it, it becomes easier and easier. And the power of standing in your truth and understanding, as you stand in your truth, mm-hmm. it is going to awaken something in someone else that's standing in their truth. Absolutely. And when you stand in your truth, that you may be saving someone else's life. Absolutely. In that moment. Absolutely. Like I have a quote that says, "I always say I shift minds and I change lives because when you change somebody's mind, you're changing their life mm-hmm. essentially." You know, so I always say it because, and I don't understand my own power because everybody always says to me, "Oh my God, you do this. You're so amazing. You're, you're this. You're that." And I think because I just do it, like this is the gift that God has given me, and Amen. this is the passion that God has given me. So I just do it. I do it almost without thought. You know right, what I mean? Like right. it's just not even a thought. So maybe sometimes I do meet those people to be like, "You need to be awarded. You need to be," because I don't necessarily see it myself because it's like. This is what I do. It was no big deal. You know what I mean? Like
1: sure. this is this, this,
2: this, this is the battery that God put in me. You know that right, right. My back is for go. So you know, but um, to answer your question, yes, those moments of having a kid call me, text me, whatever, DM me, however, mm-hmm. and tell me that I am their reason. It was being an entrepreneur in any sense. We have our moments of where we're like, God, I don't know if I could do this anymore. Right, right, right. I, I don't know if... And I'm getting, like, you know, shaken up about it because, like, I have those moments. And for some time, they're more often than, you know, others, but... You know, when I, and I feel like those moments come right when they are supposed to. Like, I could be just broken down crying, looking at the computer like, oh my God, like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, am I doing the right thing, God? If I'm not, send me in another direction, you know, like, and someone would send me a message or someone would call me out or I'll see someone. And it's like, Miss Brenda, because of you, like you saved my life because of you, because of the person you are, you inspired me, you know? And, and I've gotten many, many, many messages like that. Yeah. Many messages. I I have one that, you know, I always tell that sticks out uh, for me. I'm not going to say her name, but I had, I had dealt with a, a girl. She was in my program for a while and she when she was in my program, at first I didn't know that she had a baby. Oh, wow. Then I learned that through the program she had another baby. She was in high school. So oh she God. had two kids. She was in high school. Mm. And I would always tell her, I would say, You got to finish school. It's not an option. You know, like, right, right, you have to, right. You got to finish school. It's not an option. Then uh, some time had passed and she showed up at the program. I hadn't seen her in a while. And she showed up, and she said she brought me an acceptance letter from college. And she said, "I wanted wanted you to know, because of you, I'm going away to school." And my I mother had just my kids. just got chills. Yeah. So wow. it was like, it was like that moment for me yeah. was like, it was you know what I mean? No, that's, like beautiful. Mom, you know, her, that's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. And even, it was
2: like, because of me, but you put in the work. But I had to right. let her know you had to decide to put in that work, you Because know? even, even um, I
0: mean, I got to be honest with you, even just listening to that story, the first thought that comes to my mind is two kids out of high school, like, yeesh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Right. That's your first right. thought. And so then when you hear something like that, my God, that had to make you tear up. If it didn't. You
2: know, it did. I was going to say.
0: It did. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That is amazing. And you know what I love about it, too? And this is not a knock. To people who aspire to be like, you know, Instagram models and things like that. But I just feel like this is the stuff that matters when you take your platform, no matter what platform you have, and you take it and you use it and you make somebody's life different because you've you know what I mean? Because you use it. Right. And I think that's the stuff that matters. And sometimes we spend so much time idolizing things like somebody who sells flat tummy tea, no shade. But um you know right, what right, I right. mean <laughs> then we do yeah. the people who really are out here trying to make a difference and make lives different and i think that's so right. beautiful that story is so beautiful Thank you Jen Yeah Thank man you. what do you see what is next for we care like how first of all give yourself a plug tell people how they can get involved how they can help how they can donate how they can share and also tell us what's next
2: Okay well you can follow the business page and the business page just kind of highlights and shows like programs and things that I run um, at we care underscore do you and that's on Instagram you can follow me personally on Instagram at miss WeCare. that's ms we care. That's care w-e-c-a-r-e and you can find other information in that Once when you follow the pages you can find the email and everything so currently, with next for We Care? I'm actually in the revamping process of the um, organization. You know, building my team because that's, that's very, important. very, very important. That's because important. Now, God is blessing me and opening doors of opportunity for me that I just never even imagined. Because now I'm being contracted out by schools to come mm. speak in schools to thousands of kids, which is my. Oh, my God. My dream, basically. My dream. So I, um, within the next year or two, I would definitely be doing a lot of traveling. But with God blessing me to be able to do what I love and to um, live a certain lifestyle by doing what I love and providing for myself and even for family, I will never forget the component of giving back. So I still do a A lot, like my organization, my nonprofit is free. So we're going to, um, we're revamping every year. We will continue to have our college tour because the college tour is something that we provide through the organization, Mm -hmm. a prom giveaway where we raise money for two students to go to prom for completely free. I love it. Um, Yeah, a camping trip. um, And we will also be picking a community to do a program in once a year for free for kids. So. And we'll go and, you know, once the team is developed and I have those people and staff on board that will be helping me because I'm one person and I can't do everything and I can't be in a hundred places at one time, though I would love to be. And what the a good leader is, you know, help having getting other people on board to not only, you know, believe in me as a leader, but to actually be passionate and believe in the same things as if it is their own and want to help you grow that. Um, Currently, for myself personally, I just got contracted out by a couple of schools in Jersey uh, to provide my services, which is an assembly or a presentation for, you know, hundreds of kids in the school. And they also contract me out for short programs.
0: Wow, you have a lot of stuff in sources. I'm really happy for you. I really am. And I'm thank you. I'm more happy for everyone who's going to be blessed by the input and the way you're touching their lives. I really, really am.
2: Thank you so much, guys. You I really appreciate you.
0: Welcome. I can't wait yeah. to uh, I can't wait for everybody to jump on board and try to help We Care as much as they can. I'm trusting that you guys will do that. Make sure you give We Care a follow at. Give it one more time.
2: Um, we Care underscore Do You all definitely right. follow us? It, it just it gets to, when you donate. This is what your donations go to. I always tell people. That. Yes, but tell them. You get to see all the work and everything that it goes to and what's provided for our youth. So, um, so it's not just going to you, to you,
0: it's not going to your pockets, it's going to no, the kids. No, oh my gosh,
2: if people only knew the type of work that, Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm playing. And even with that, like, even when I get contracted out by students, I, like, yes, I'm getting paid, but I actually take a portion of the amount that they're paying me and I give it to my organization. You give it back, even out of your own
0: check, and yes. I love that, I love it, that so yes. much. Absolutely. Guys, we could not have a better person on the show. Thank you so much, Brenda Phillips, for being here today. You are so amazing. Thank you,
2: Jazz. I love you. I really
0: appreciate it. Thank you. You guys, make sure you tune in for another episode of Jazz and Then Some.